Well, good morning, everybody. Appears that everything is working. Awesome. I like it when everything works. Well, I got gas this morning and the stupid-ass pump wouldn't give me a receipt, so I had to go in the store. And the girl told me, she goes, well, when it's cold out, which it's been like fucking stupid cold lately, it's 32 degrees right now and the sun is shining, um, that the paper gets stuck in there and then it jams and screws everything up. And I was like, well, they need to have a little alarm on there that would tell you. She goes, yeah, but I'm alone, so it wouldn't help. So I thought, you know, she should invent like a little heater up in there when the temperature gets to a certain degree setting that it would just keep it warm enough just the little paper thing not the whole pump and then she could be rich and she wouldn't have to work at, at a stupid speedway gas station anyway um good morning it's uh tuesday uh the 8th i think yeah i think it is the 8th so a, a quick update um i i handed um my mayor a diminution of value claim uh, because of my court case that I've been dicking with for two years. And then they just continued it again. So um, it'll be April, the end of April now. It's like, damn, what the hell? So apparently they don't want to uh, do anything with this this case, but they keep saying they do, you know. So I handed them the diminution of value, which is, uh, you know, I think I put $750,000 under because I really don't have to even show where I get that number. They would have to prove, you know, to do it, you know, something, do uh, argue with something else. There we go. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really have to prove it. They, they just kind of have to prove that they haven't diminished my value for any amount of money. And uh, and why their their land use law, their stupid ordinance, um, is in keeping with public health and safety. So it's kind of a, a just a legal maneuver, which you know, if they don't play their cards right, uh, the city could end up, you know, owing me basically seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And and how it works is, they have four options. They can you know agree to a different amount. And they have 90 days to, to do this, according to state law. Um, so they could sit there and go, well, we don't think it's $750,000, but maybe 200000 or 10000 whatever. Counteroffer, you know, back and forth, negotiations. Um, or, let's see, they can pay me all of it, which would be kind of awesome. Uh, I could use, you know, $750,000. And it's kind of based on the fact that they don't really know what I was going to do with my home when they stopped it and told me, stop working on your house, stop it. And, and they, you know, and they used, you know, code enforcement as their, their reason. So um, how much, you know, they, because they don't know, how much, you know, what I'm going to use that property for. Let's say I was going to turn my big 3,200 square foot house setting on acreage um, as a bed and breakfast or an Airbnb. And they, they don't know that. So let's, you know, I got friends that have big homes for, 
you know, the Airbnb, and they're making 60, 70, $80,000 a year off of them, depending on location and stuff. And so what you do in business is you would say, well, 75000 a year projected out 10 years would give it a, the business itself uh, a value of $750,000. Now, that could be debated, you know. I mean, stock markets right now are valued at, you know, 20 times their value. So 10 is pretty reasonable. But they could say, well, let's do five, you know. 375,000. It's like, okay, okay, I'll take that. I'm tired of fucking with you. But that that would be their, their other option. So either, you know, negotiate down like that or pay it in full or uh, waive enforcement on, you know, it, it's an, it's kind of a waiver, but it exempts my property from their law. So they're like, well, no, you misunderstood us, Mr. Boyle. After two years of fucking you around and being assholes, we're going to do this. So I could accept that. Just go, yeah, good. Go away. Leave me alone. And the law says that, you know, we can come up to a different term than just the, the money. So I can't be a, a total douche and say, no, I want the money. See, I have to, I would have to accept that if it, if it wasn't going to further impede me. Or they can repeal the land use law, the ordinance. And I told the mayor yesterday, I go, well, this is kind of what I would like because my fight isn't about money. Um, or it, it's more of a principle. And the principle to me is that uh, I would like, man, this phone sucks. I would like the, uh, the city to rethink how they enforce their code. Because that's the real problem, is they, they have the right to have building codes and fire codes and safety codes and all that, but those apply to residential housing and, and commercial. I'm private property. I'm an owner-builder, so therefore it doesn't screw with anything that they're saying. It, 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 uh, it's different. So those are the, the four options that the city has now that I've handed that over to them. It was kind of interesting because the mayor, I said, well, thanks for swinging by and grabbing that before your meeting. And he goes, no, it's like we can discuss this in the meeting now. But he goes, it's getting kind of fun because our city is run by a manager. So it's a council or mayor slash manager run. So the council only has certain authorities and duties and then the manager gets paid the big bucks to, to run everything and make a lot of the decisions. And so he'd say, you know, we can't just tell the manager what to do because that's not how it works in this county or in our charter for the city. And, and so, you know, he, like he said, he goes, if we were a mayor council run city, he goes, then I would have to quit my job to, to be the mayor because it pays. So it's like a job. It's full time. And he goes, and I'm not ready to quit. So he goes, on one end, you would, you would lose a lot of good people that are on the council that have jobs. And, and, and they don't want to quit their job for to be on the council. It's more of a part-time gig, which makes sense. But then, like I told him, I said, well, you know, right now it's actually easier to bribe 
one city manager than seven councilmen. And since the city manager runs the show, I could bribe her and get into some collusion going on. And, and, and he's right. He goes, you know, that's exactly what kind of happens in that type of government. And I go, so, but if, you, if we go with just council mayor run, then everybody has to, you know, do that as a full-time job, cost the city a little bit more money, but then at least the people that the city's paying are elected by me, and I have some representation, and uh, it's harder to, you know, to bribe seven people, you know, and get them all on the same page. And so there's pros and cons. He goes, well, you know, and another councilman, he said, well, look at it this way. If, if we're all getting paid a lot of money, then it becomes a job. And every two years when we're running for that job, it's kind of like an evaluation. We're always on our best behavior, you know, during the election cycle. So we get reelected. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, also we're not going to elect your dumbass if you're a fuck up. But see, that requires us as a nation and, and as even a county or a city in the county to pay attention and nobody likes paying attention to politics you know that's why we're in this mess so anyway he thought it was interesting and then another matter of business i kind of wanted to talk about is um so many people i talk to they're like damn mark you're doing pretty good with this you know this lawsuit or whatever this case with the city and they're, how did you do it? How do you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I thought I'm going to put together a civil law 101 kind of class on, on uh, I'll probably put the, 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 the course on defundbureaucracy.info um, because uh, a lot of people want to learn. And I'm thinking of charging a little bit for it because it's going to take some time to put it together really well. But you know, the strategy is pretty simple, and it's always been this way. You know, keep your fucking mouth shut and don't say anything. You know, cop ask you if you've been drinking. Don't say, well, yeah, that's why I ran that stop sign. Fuck. You know, because you think that he's going to sit there and be your friend and go, oh, well, let me give you a ride home. So the whole thing is to, to shut up. Don't testify against yourself. So in this two years, with even with my city thing... You know, it's been going on two years. Um, you know, the the guy gave me a stop work order, which really had no, you know, law behind it. It kind of did because the city, uh, you know, hired him. So he's a code enforcement dude. But uh, I don't I don't really feel that I need to stop working on my house on private property. And then so rather than argue with the douchebag, I just said, okay. And he left. And then I, I researched it. See, that's the first thing to do is look up, what are they talking about? And once I, you know, really started looking into it, I was like, you know, got more and more pissed at the, the fucking guys telling me what to do on my property. And then I looked up the ordinances and all that. Well, two, three, four weeks later, I get a, a, a letter from the, you know, code enforcement department or planning and zoning or whoever the fuck they are, building department. Stating that I had to show up to their, their uh, whatever kind of court it was, kangaroo court, to abate violations, which means to remove these violations. So because I wasn't talking to him, because he's 
not my concern. And because our city is manager run, I made an appointment with the city manager and I said, look, what I'm seeing here is your ordinance was passed. And when I read your ordinance, it states that it applies to residential housing and commercial. And I go, this is not residential housing. It's private property and I'm an owner builder. And this is how it's been explained to me for the 20 years I've lived here with other code enforcement officers that weren't assholes. So I go, I don't feel there's any violations to abate. So I said, pass that on to him and tell him to leave me alone. So it kind of went silent for a while. And then I got summons to go to court. And now, you know, they're using different words in the, in the complaint. But then the summons says, you know, defend these two points. International Building Code and International Building Code, which don't apply to me. Even Residential Code, but they misspoke or wrote it down wrong or typo, whatever, and called it International Building Code, which clearly states it only applies to three-story and above houses. So, But neither does Residential, because it clearly states Residential Housing and Commercial Work. So, whatever. So, I went to court. And then uh, it's like, it's an arraignment. So it's just like, how do you plead? I go, not guilty. And then then from that point, it's been 13 pretrial conferences and a year and a half or more of just playing patty cake. So really, because I kept my mouth shut to a point and I admitted to nothing other than I admitted to not violating the law and not being non-compliant, there's really not much they can do. So now... The burden is on the city prosecutor. They're the ones that get all spun up in a knot. What are we going to do about this? And oh my God. And then he said this. And he could be right. He could be wrong. If he's right, we get sued. If he's wrong, well, then he has to get a permit. But he told me in one of the pretrial conferences he can't get a permit because we don't know how much to charge him. And he's not going to fill out the paperwork. See, I learned all this in this, you know, over a year and a half before this really started getting nitty gritty. That, you know, I have certain rights. They cannot force me to testify against myself and self-incriminate. And filling out that form tells them how much money I'm spending on something. And therefore, I need to get a permit for it. And to me, that's self-incrimination. I don't have to answer their questions. And and I don't even have to explain to them why I think it would be self-incrimination. You know, the, the judge could get, you know order me to answer the questions, you know, and then he would determine whether it was incriminating or not, but we haven't got there. So it was just another stumbling block to throw in their way. And because I'm not in business in life to make their life any fucking better. As a matter of fact, I really don't even like them so they can figure all this shit out, not me. And, and, and so you have to take that approach. It's like, what are you saying I did wrong? And then they're like, see, I told you, Bobby broke the lamp. And then, you know, father or mother or King Solomon would go, well, he says he didn't. So now we have to go to court and you have to prove that he broke it. Or you could shut up and stop testifying against him. And I know one of you two broke the lamp. So I'll get to the bottom of it. 
by having a, you know, a little trial here by dad. So you're not supposed to give them all their ammo so they could turn around and shoot you with it. So this is how I've done it. And I've done this many times in, in my life. And, and it's worked out quite well. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but you can see that learning some of these little self-defense maneuvers would actually be quite valuable. I mean, one case that I had one time, um, you know, saved me probably three, $400 in a fine. And because I was found not responsible because I fought it, um, my insurance didn't go up because of this claim. Um, and, they, and it goes up for I don't know how many years because it was a collision. Well, if I, a court found me not responsible, then that makes it a little better for me as an insurance customer. And no, no points on my license. So if it saved me seven, $800 because I used my head and I do have the ability to, to, to research stuff and, and figure it out pretty damn quick, I was able to save money. And I think a course for $50 that would lay out some of the things of what they're saying and what that means and how to research it would be worth, you know, 50 bucks. You know, your first case where you just tell them to go pound sand could save you, you know, 500 in just fines and insurance or a deductible. So this is how you have to do things in life. You have, you have to, to think. And so my premise of, of the, the whole course will be, you know, how many of us take self-defense, boxing, wrestling, what is it, Magav or whatever it is, you know, or Taekwondo or all these things for, you know, even guns, you know, gun uh, shooting, you know, tactical shooting courses and stuff. Those are thousands of dollars. And like when I bought my, my last, you know, couple guns, He's like, well, this is the one you want because this is what Secret Service carries. And if you ever get in a gunfight, this is the gun they would, they would prefer. It's carried by most special forces and most Secret Service guys. And I just looked at him. I go, I'm never going to get in a gunfight. And this 15 rounds in my 1911 that's not a tactical gun will probably either get me killed or I'll, I'll be able to, to run. I go, my marksmanship isn't going to be any better because I have this gun as opposed to that gun, but I like that gun. You know, so a lot of people will, you know, take these defensive shooting, you know, uh, police training shooting, you know, because you can take these classes yourself and, and, and pay thousands of dollars to be proficient in marksmanship or shooting or tactical shooting or clearing a house or self-defense. You know, now I'm not saying that learning a quick course on, you know, how to, you know, get, a, get away from an attacker, you know, the old, you know, thing, you know, like how to, you know, kick, a, you know, drop your foot down on their arch if they got their arm around your neck and then the groin and then the gut and, then, you know, all this stuff. Those are little crash courses that are, you know, designed for really a temporary thing. But when I think about it, you know, I've, I was the only white kid in my junior high and high school for most of, you know, most of that, you know, kids came and went, you know, time to time. 
that were white, <laughs> but mostly it was B through the whole period of my existence. And uh, yeah, sure, we got into trouble, and you know, some guys wanted to fight. On it, it's just little bullshit stuff, and you know, parking or playground fight that doesn't even end up in a bloody nose. But I've never been mugged. I've never been, you know, in a gunfight. I've never had to tactically clear a house. But I've probably been in court 15, 20 times in my life just over stupid fucking shit. You know, uh, building, you know, without a, uh, a permit um, three times. The IRS, I don't know how many times. Um, traffic tickets, rear-ending people, speeding. I always go to court. Why? Because it's my fucking right. And most of the time, if I just do a simple search of, of what the ticket says, the code, and I read it, and then you noodle it down to find out exactly what those words mean. Most of the time you go to court and go, Your Honor, I, I, I couldn't be guilty of this because it's, it's about driving a boat on a lake and I was driving my car on the interstate. You know, so I don't know how to defend myself against this thing because um, it doesn't make sense to me, Your Honor. You know, how I, I don't, how, how do, do I come in here and fight it over a boat that I don't have and prove it? And then the cop goes, well, no, 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 no. I meant speeding on I-10. Oh, so now... Now, do I have to defend that so you can vacillate back and forth? You know, it doesn't work that way. And most judges will go, you're right. Even if they're going to allow the cop to have been a dumbass and wrote down the wrong code, they're going to give you a continuance uh, to prepare for your new case because it's now new. Your old case was your old case, and this is a new one now. But most of the time, they'll just dismiss it and go, you know, case dismissed on the grounds that the cop was stupid. And I've had judges actually really chastise the, the officer for screwing up. They're like, don't waste my time. You know, because judges are trying to keep order and they're trying to, to do the, the most expedient and cost-effective job they can for the community, the county, wherever it is. And so you got cops writing tickets and then half time they don't even show up in court. That really pisses the judge off. It's like, why'd you even write the fucking ticket? So that's what I'm thinking. So let me know. Um, leave a comment somewhere, wherever. And uh, let me know. I guess you have to have the uh, Podbean uh, podcast app to leave comments. Because I've tried looking at them online and doing something online on my desktop version. And they're like, eh, you know, get the app. So whatever. So leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. And, and, and it's going to be a civil law type course on just self-defense, and I'm not a lawyer. But then most guys that, uh, you know, teach you self-defense aren't, you know, certified self-defense instructors. They're just people that know how to defend you and a few moves. It's like, do this, do that. You practice those moves, and over 20, 30 years, you end up with a fifth-degree black belt or whatever. But the reality is, it's a move. You know, somebody's got you by the collar, you do this, this way. And then you practice it and you go, wow, that was actually pretty easy. Fuck. You know, will you ever use it? I don't know. But I can guarantee you, if you're functioning in today's society with a litigious group of people that we live around, like cops and 
highway patrol and sheriffs and troopers. I mean, they're fucking all over the place now. Anyone can give you a ticket almost, it seems like. You really need to know this. So anyway, I'm going to be putting that course on defundbureaucracy.info and look it up. I might might have it on Prepper Guy, but I'm not sure because I'm still not sure about PrepperGuy.com. And then I'll, I'll be advertising it a little bit. And you'll be actually able to pay on Facebook because it's free. And they can't debank me for being a dick. Anyway, love you guys all. Hope you have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space. And we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. That's just my game.